We're going to continue our daily Bible reading today in in Philippians chapter 2. We're in a classic chapter of the Bible. This is one of many places in Scripture that gives us the teaching that we uh, we say in both the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed and, and also in the, in the Athanasian Creed, that we believe that Jesus is this unique person. He is 100% God. He is 100% man. So let's go to it. Verse 5 in chapter 2 of Philippians says, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Now I'll come back to that, have this mind among yourselves. But then he goes on to say, Who, though he was in the form of God, so he's a spirit like God the Father, um, he didn't consider equality with God uh, a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man. So the incarnation, Jesus comes into flesh when he's conceived in Mary by the Holy Spirit and becomes 100% human. He goes on to say, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death upon a cross. Um, verse 7 says, being, being himself, or, or, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, becoming born in the likeness uh, of men. So again, that's where we come up with our teaching. We didn't make this up. It's, it's in scripture. It talks about Jesus being fully God, but fully man. Um, then, uh, so there's the becoming fully man part. Then in verse 9, he says, Therefore God has exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus Christ, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So while he became human, he doesn't lose his Godhead. He sometimes doesn't show that. He doesn't use that power of his Godhead. Sometimes the manhood comes through more. Sometimes the God, Godhead comes through more. Obviously, when Jesus does his miracles, um, when he ri rises from the dead, that's the God power there. Uh, but also human, he cries, he weeps, um, he suffers, uh, he sleeps. Um, he dies, uh, which is only something a human being can do. And, and so here's where our teaching is based upon one of many places in Scripture uh, that bring that out. Now, why does Paul bring that up here? Paul starts out in chapter 2 by saying, so if there is any encouragement in Christ, be encouraged by the fact that Jesus Christ was willing to humble himself, become a servant. So when you get in that servant role, you're, you're, that's a great role. That's an elevated role, unlike this world, which looks at a different way at the, uh, at the, uh, the boss and the, and the janitor. Um, uh, God doesn't look at things that way. He flips things around. And then he says also any comfort from that love. So to be comforted by the fact that we're loved by God and we're forgiven by him. Any participation in the spirit. In other words, we're not left alone here. That same Holy Spirit that came upon Jesus in his baptism, part of the Godhead of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, we're participating. He's working along with us. We'll talk about that in just a section or just a second. Any affection and sympathy, he says, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord of one mind. So he tells us now, this is the way we live like Christ lived for us. Verse three, do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. And then he gets into talking about how Jesus did the same thing. So we follow in the likeness of Jesus Christ. Um, then in verse 12, he says, So therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, 
work out your own salvation. So again, here's a classic place where we can't take things out of context. Paul isn't saying by any stretch of the imagination that you and I work for our salvation, that we somehow earn it on our own or can earn it on our own. But he's saying that salvation that is won by Jesus Christ is something we continue to work at. If you remember back in Ephesians uh, in chapter 2, verse 10, he says, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. That's what he's talking about here. And he even emphasizes that in verse 13 in Philippians by saying, for it is God who works in you both to will and, or to, will and to work for his good pleasure. That's not, that doesn't come um, from me. That's not something that I can do on my own, but God enables me to do that again by the work and the power of the Holy Spirit. And then he talks about the Christian life that we're called to live, things that we shouldn't do as well as things that we ought to do. Verse 14, do all things without grumbling or questioning. Um, uh, be children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and a twisted generation, he says, among whom you shine as lights in the world. And then he goes on to say, how, how, why do we do that? holding fast to God's word of life so that in the day of Christ, in other words, Christ is coming back one day. There is going to be a day where every every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess. You and I are going to do that too, but we're going to do it joyfully just as we do it every time we come to God in prayer and we come in worship to him. We're glad to bow before him and confess him as Lord. That's where we find our hope. Um, and then Paul says uh, that I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. So our encouragement, again, start back at the, at the beginning of chapter two, where he says, uh, so if there's any encouragement in Christ, the encouragement is that everything we do in faith uh, doesn't come back empty. God accomplishes his purpose. Then Paul talks about two examples that have been that for him in particular, Timothy and Epaphroditus, both good servants of the Lord who have been an encouragement to Paul, have lifted him up and encouraged him. And now Paul is going to send out uh, to do the same uh, for them. So classic uh, chapter in the Bible that gives us, you know, the teachings that, I, like I said, we, we proclaim uh, in the creeds. Uh, and gives us hope uh, that we have, a, we have a God who has the power to save us, uh, but in Christ Jesus, also a God who knows our humanity. Um, and what an incredible thing that Jesus would love us that much, that he who created us would be willing to become one of his own creation. I've told you this many times before, you look at every religion that's ever been on the face of this earth, there is no religion, no other religion that talks in this way, uh, that has this truth, uh, which ought to give us, again, a reason for hope and confidence in that uh, Christianity is the way is the way to God. Um, so God bless you as you continue to read in Philippians chapter 2.